Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Music Buzz Podcast, the podcast where we talk about music, pop culture, and current events while we get buzzed. We're your hosts, Lauren Bremley and Justine Avila. Guys, we're back. We're alive. We are sorry for the delay. Do you feel like every email you send, you're just like, so sorry for the delay here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like every email and also every text. Oh, yeah. I am so sorry. It's taken me 12 hours to text (laughs) you back. Oh, that's generous. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's been five business days. (laughs) I've been so swamped. That's been me at every single response the past two months. It's true. I just feel like we should all get a free pass. Like we should, you know what I mean? It's automatic. I agree. I feel like our entire text thread is like, hey, girly, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I haven't talked to you in five days. Like I know you texted me a full week ago, but I'm here now. Here we are. And then like I'll respond. I'm like, yeah, totally. We're good. Like. Blah, blah, blah. And then I say something and then like vice versa. Then I forget to text you back for like seven days. I'm like, hey, girly, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's the holiday season. Everyone just needs to chill and be, be fine calm. with that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, today we're just going to be catching up on all the current events. It's obviously been a minute since we've sat down together and talked about all the scoops. So we're going to just kind of talk about the things that have happened in music and pop culture since we talked last. Love it. Also today we're buzzing on a Cremant Brute, just some bubbles because, you know, it's the holiday season. We're celebrating. It is. And we're also buzzing on it without ice. Without ice. We were just talking about how like some people are really into drinking bubbles or wine just in general yeah with ice with ice to the top it definitely is a no-no like in the wine community right because it's like watering down that product yeah but i do understand the appeal like you know you sometimes you like an icy beverage well there's also like wine spritzers those have ice yeah but those also have a bunch of other crap in it too (laughs) this sounds like we're jumping into an ad about like natural wine spritzers (laughs) or something yeah we're not though sponsored by (laughs) you know what but if a natural wine spritzer does want to sponsor us honestly we will read that ad you let us know we're sponsored by high noon a natural seltzer (gasps) gorgeous it goes great over ice (laughs) (laughs) love that all right back on track So in big music news, we haven't recorded since the Grammy nominations came out. And it's kind of an interesting year for noms. Did you have any like overarching thoughts about the nominations this year? I was mainly just surprised at some of the snubs, but also, I mean, I guess I'm surprised every year. Yeah. But overall that John Baptiste got the most nominations i was um, too and i love john batiste oh me too i think he's amazing but the fact that he kind of like got the most i was like is this like the grammys going like alternative like they're so hipster now that it's like they're going with with the guy um because he's not he's famous and he's commercially successful but he's not like commercially successful in the way that like taylor swift and drake And all of those folks are. Yeah. Like I think real, a lot of music fans who are into that kind of music, of course, know who he is. Maybe people who like know him from Disney because he did all the music for soul and things like that. But like, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a household name. Right. So for him to be holding the top nominations of this year is kind of shocking, but It's definitely deserving. I think he's such an amazing musician, but it's just, it's kind of surprising for an album that like, if I pulled most of my friends who work in music, 
most of them haven't heard it. Right. Exactly. Well, and I hadn't admittedly listened to the album all the way through. And when I saw he was nominated, I gave it a full listen. And it's like, this is incredible. Yeah. In a musician kind of way. But again, I don't know that I would necessarily hear this on the radio. Yeah. And not that the Grammys are just radio, but I think for those main categories, you're usually seeing people who dominated the year, like the Olivia Rodrigo's and the, you know, other people who dominated the year. Really, it was an Olivia Rodrigo year, but that's right. And Doja Cat. Yeah, and, and Doja Taylor. Cat. Totally. Totally. And who I think, I mean, even Billie Eilish, whose right. album wasn't as successful as her previous, dominated a lot of the year, so... Usually those are kind of the names that you expect to see. So that was kind of a shock, but I'm super happy for him. Very deserving. I think if he's not an EGOT, he's definitely going to be. Oh, 100%. I would assume so. Because especially with doing the music from Soul, I think. I don't know if he is or not. I know John Legend is. Or John Legend is missing one of them. Yeah, I can't remember. I think he's an EGOT. So he is one. Yeah, so John, John Legend, Legend is an EGOT. John Batiste is not even close. Um, if he wins a Grammy this year, that will be the only one he has. However, because he's done music for movies, and I'm pretty sure, wasn't he in one of the bands on like one of the major late night talk shows or something? John Batiste? I don't know. He I might think, have been. I want to say he was, but I think it's definitely possible and definitely in his future. Oh, 100%. The record of the year noms were sort of shocking to me. I couldn't say that I expected to see ABBA in any of these categories. I don't, I, I couldn't either. And like, part of me is like, is this because of like how iconic the band is more so than their actual current record? You know what I mean? No offense. Like I love ABBA as much as the next girly mama (laughs) Mia slaps, but The album, I tried to listen to it. Like, I'm not even, like, a big, like, that's not necessarily my jam. I listened through with a very, like, open mind. I was not into it. There wasn't one single song that I put on my new Music Friday playlist. Which is saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Yeah. I just feel like that one, I was like, yeah, this is going, resting on, like, the laurels of the historic nature of the band. I don't know that it was necessarily, like, this record in particular. Yeah, that was like a, here you go, Abba, we love you. Right. That wasn't really a nod to how good this song was. Like, there's just no way. Right. And as much as I adore Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, I got a kick out of you, or I get a kick out of you. No. It's a cute song. Is it record of the year? What? I don't, yeah. It's craziness. Even, like, album of the year for Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga to be on there, I could even understand that a little more, but... This, the record of the year, I don't know about that. Also a little shocked that Justice by Justin Bieber was on there. A little bit. I am, but again, in the same way I'm not, because like this was his taking a stance record. I feel like it did, it was a big comeback for him because people, and we talked about this on the episode right after the album came out, but people, including us, wanted another purpose And we hadn't had that in a while from him. Didn't think we would ever get it again. And then I think this album kind of was similar to that. And so I do think it was a big comeback for him. But I just kind of was surprised by the Grammys recognizing it, I guess, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he got it because of like 
the political nature and the angling yeah. of the actual record because it wasn't I don't think commercially it did as well as his previous records which were seen as a snub it did pretty well in sales I don't know I don't know also in record of the year category is the only place where we see Taylor Swift this year that was a shock to me yeah I thought she was gonna dominate which I think was partially due to her team not submitting her for maybe a lot of categories I don't really know what happened there but I will say I mean Evermore is an iconic record honestly I think I like Evermore more than Folklore oh don't don't go there uh-uh. Uh, no I will I, I will I, Folklore I think is superior Evermore was kind of like meh side B to Folklore girly cowboy like me are you kidding me what are you nuts I don't know nothing compares to peace I mean, I do love peace. You know I love peace. <laughs> I know. I know you do. As usual, song of the year and record of the year are pretty close in those nominations. There's not a lot of deviation from those categories. I mean, Bad Habits is on song of the year, but not record of the year. That's kind of a random one, but everything else is pretty much the same. Which is interesting. Yeah. I'm also very curious to see who takes best new artist because I feel like all of the nominees well all the nominees that i've actually heard of in this category have all had a really big year for example jimmy allen baby keem phineas glass animals which like has have glass animals not been around for a long time am i crazy no they've been around but they just um had had to blow up yeah that heat wave yeah right is that the name of it i think so sometimes all i think about is you oh i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry part in the (laughs) band but here's also my thing like jimmy allen had a big year but jimmy allen compared to phineas i don't think had as big of a year no of course you know what i mean but you know they have to choose a country right it's like oh we got to fill that slot yeah. And then the kid Leroy, huge. Yeah. Arlo Parks, iconic. That was a little more of like an indie pick for them, but also iconic. love, love her. Yeah. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, like obviously this category is going to her, right? I mean, it, it has have to. to be. It has but to. But that's like what makes me kind of sad is because like Arlo Parks had a great massive year for her. Yeah. And it's just, she's, she's not going to be on the Olivia Rodrigo level probably ever because of the genre of music and whatever their audiences and all that stuff it's almost unfair to have them in the same category you know what i mean well and i kind of feel that way about saweetie too who's also in this category she had a massive year she had a freaking like meal at was it burger king or something you could get the saweetie meal at like some fast food chain which is like the thing they're doing now uh you know what i'm talking about yeah i do i'm just getting confused with uh hottie sauce Oh, yeah. Megan the Stallion too, yeah. has uh, hottie sauce over yeah, at Popeye's. Yeah, Megan the Stallion had one. Lil Huddy had one. I mean, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Yeah. yeah. It's like the thing. So that's a tough category, but like I feel like there's no way that does not go to Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, 100%. It just has to. Honestly, there weren't a lot of surprises for me when I was looking through, and there also weren't that many thing that many nominations that I was super excited by. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I understand not being excited by him. I just like, I get in my mind, I expect like Taylor to sweep categories and stuff like that. But I guess it depends on the year and like what her team is going for slash like who else is in the running. Yeah, 
I just feel like usually there's like these controversial moments or like really interesting nominations. But Taylor Wright, for example, can't because there was this thing in the Grammys where she was nominated because of Olivia Rodrigo. And then the Grammy, the Recording Academy said like their rule on sample songs is like they can't be the the people that are credited with almost the sample can't be nominated. So yeah. then Taylor and Jack Antonoff were like removed and someone else. I yeah. forgot who else was on the and song. And you know, they actually used the term that we talked about in our Kanye West um, college dropout deep dive. They specifically said they have rules for interpolations, which is what theoretically, like, it wasn't a sample of the Taylor Swift song. It was an interpolation because she wasn't sampling anything. She just right. kind of used a similar enough melody that they had to credit her. And so they were like, even in that case, those songwriters would not be credited on on the song. But I'm surprised they didn't catch that before the initial nominations yeah, went out. I, I don't know either. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But that brought me to another point where like Taylor's version can't be nominated again, can it? I think it can. I'm pretty sure I read that she decided to not submit that. Ah, so she's not submitting any of the re-releases. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, which is like uh, kind of fair. I feel like you probably kind of set yourself up for failure with that. Right. Because an old, as we talked about when we talked about how she moved her album for Adele, an old album just simply can't compete with a new album, even as huge as Taylor is and as huge as the all too well 10 minute version is. Right. I just don't know if that can compete. So it's also like that record had its moment when it was on cycle. So like, do you want to almost erode that moment? Yeah. Right. And then in in other Grammys news. So what is the deal with Drake? So Drake was nominated in two categories and I forgot which two they were, but he pulled his nomination essentially. So removed himself from it. And I think he's boycotting the Grammys yet again because he's only won and has been nominated in like hip hop and rap categories. And he thinks his music kind of goes beyond that, which is like similar, honestly, to what Justin Bieber said, because Bieber, right, when the nominations came out, was like, hey, thank you, because he submitted for an R&B record, right? Yeah, and, and they put him in pop or something. They put him in pop. In, or, it, or was that his like gospel record? Th- I thought it was this one. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm mistaken. But the same thing also, didn't that happen? Maybe I'm making this up in my mind with Casey? No, that was at the, yes. CM- that was at the CMAs. No, it was Grammys. It was Grammys. Yeah, because they were trying to put Starcrossed in the pop category. And she said and it was country. She submitted it as a country album. Yeah. Right. And then that whole thing happened. Like, is this country enough for you? Kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But I, sorry, I was confused if that was CMAs or Grammys, but it was Grammys. It was Grammys. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, I just, again, I think it's interesting because the world kind of like doesn't have genres anymore. And yeah. the Grammys are very much an award show that's orientated around genres. Yeah, but it's also, like, they really stick in genres. Like, if you are an artist who has historically been in a genre, even if your album is, like, slightly in a gray area, typically you stick within that genre. Right. 
Um, but what's interesting too, is that they made this whole thing about Casey's album. And then it was about the album specifically, but camera roll from the album is the only thing nominated at the Grammys for best country solo performance and best country song, hmm. which is so crazy. Cause I don't even find that to be that country of a song. I don't either, which I, so again, like, oh, I don't one. understand, but yeah, I just do not understand the rules. Gotta be honest. But I think I'm, I'm just excited to see the awards because I feel like this year, especially we haven't really seen these artists perform that much because there hasn't been that much going on where usually we would see them at all these different award shows. And, you know, I feel like everything has still just been not quite as bumping as usual. Yeah. So, and I just feel like too, it's almost like to that point, everyone's kind of hazy about everything. It's just like we went a full year without doing this and like have like pre-recorded performances. It's like, and it, the world is still kind of in flux. So it doesn't feel quite right to just go on like normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. At least maybe that's a personal feeling. I have no idea. (laughs) Do we, who do we think was snubbed really? I know people were really mad that Halsey didn't get nominated much. I personally didn't really didn't love, love that her record. record. It gave me anxiety. Like I, yeah. I think I told you this. I was trying to put it on like while I was painting at home and I was like, I can't listen to this right now. Like my heart is starting to race and I'm yeah. just trying to paint this room. I can appreciate it for what it is for sure. And I can see why her fans and nine inch nails fans like it, <laughs> but it's just not, well, it me. was produced by Trent Razor. Resner. Yeah. Resner. Yeah. Razor. <laughs> um yeah I mean it's got those drum beats where you're like oh my god a little aggressive yeah um were there any other big snubs I mean I just again it's anecdotal I I think I expected like Taylor to be in more categories than she was but I did too especially for like some of those individual songs I mean none of the songs were really on radio or anything but Mm -hmm. they still were huge songs and there are a lot of other songs nominated for the best song categories that weren't also on radio. So kind of confusing, but yeah, to each their own, maybe genre wise, they just didn't know what to do with that. Maybe that's the world we're in now. That's the way the cookie crumbles. So in other big news, since we recorded last, unfortunately, Astro world happened, which I don't know about you, but I literally could not stop watching videos from Astroworld for the following like two weeks after it happened the TikToks the everything I couldn't stop well and you had texted me and I was this was before I knew what happened and I thought you were like referring to the songs he was teasing and I was like oh yeah like haha crazy he's releasing songs like he's nuts and like can put whatever he wants out and then you were like no I like, was like, girl, no, have you not heard about Astroworld? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I hadn't. And then TikTok was like scary. I watched, I got sucked in for maybe 30 minutes and I had to like stop because yeah. I like, I was just like tearing up watching it. It was horrible. But it's like, you can't stop almost because it's like the curiosity of wanting to know what happened because really all the news kind of came out really slowly. Like we first heard some people had died at a show and so you're just kind of like okay I kind of can guess what might have happened there but I wonder what happened and then like 
the more people that started literally coming out that were dying or injured, I was like, what actually happened here? Because this is obviously not a normal show. This doesn't happen at shows. I mean, it does, but not with numbers like that. Not on that scale. Yeah. And I really, I couldn't stop watching them. Like there was a point where I was like, you have to turn this off because it's putting you in a dark place. It's so scary. And I think, especially for us, we love to go to concerts all the time. There have been plenty of situations. We probably try to avoid shows where we're, you know, really close in like a pit kind of area like that. That's not really our jam, but like, we've certainly been in those situations and you're like, I could see myself being in a situation like that. And yeah, it's so scary. Well, and it's funny retrospectively or not even funny, but I saw Astro World when he came in town two years ago, three, maybe at this point with my brothers and we were in seats and I'm like such an old person that I was like, I am so happy to be sitting in this seat right now because the floor was one big giant open floor. So it wasn't snaked with any, um, barricades or anything like that and like those kids were huddled in tight and like when I say kids they were like young kids like they all had their shirts off and they were like all moshing and I just remember looking at that being like I'm so thankful to not be on the floor right now and like the same honestly when I saw Kanye West videos from him with that like flying stage where it moves around because like people were moshing underneath it and like following the stage around and I'm like that doesn't seem like a good time and honestly seems dangerous. Um, and then like, unfortunately I feel like it all came to a head at Astro World. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, this is something that happens at a lot of shows, but particularly what's come into conversation is the culture that Travis Scott encourages at his shows. He encourages kids to like his whole thing is raging and just going nuts. And so everyone is even more hyped up than they normally would be because the artist that you love and you're there to see is telling you be crazier, be more insane. Like, and so it's just like such a crazy mix of all these factors. And I think you and I were texting that morning and we were just like, this is just failure at so many different points in the day. Yeah. uh, I mean, like, and not to get into it, but to get into it, like one thing that I thought was interesting was they did like an aerial shot of Astro World, like before they were saying like at certain rock shows, they snake the barricades through the crowd. So you can't actually congregate in big mm. crowds so that the barricades break it up. And I'm like, that's really smart. And it is. But these- then I was reading an article from someone who was like a doctor or something. And he was like, how to stay safe. If you're at a concert where you're getting too um, close in with other people and you feel like you might be in a situation where it's like you're being squished in or whatever. And they said, don't be near a barricade because those are the people that die because you're being, there's nowhere for you to go. Yeah. So like if you're so up you're against other people, you're metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I, I guess that makes sense if it's congregated enough. Like it also makes sense to me that you snake it through the crowd because that way you can't congregate enough to pack in a space. Yeah, but I feel like people will squeeze, right? Maybe, depending on how it's divided. But there's that. And then I also thought something was interesting because I had a conversation with like a couple of people. I don't think we talked about it, Lauren, but like at metal shows, like people mosh. That's like a thing. But 
the response that I got from like the people I was talking to were like, there's also a culture around it. Like yeah, the people, you pick people up if they yeah, fall. Yeah, exactly. And like the people moshing know how to mosh. They've been like at these shows and have been doing it for years. And it is very much like if someone goes down, like they stop, everyone stops and grabs this person. Yeah. And that's kind of it. We're like these kids, I don't think at Asherworld because it was kids that like died, didn't know how to mosh. And no. they weren't in a crowd that knew what they were doing. Like, all of those things. Yeah. And that's like, it's not even, that's the crazy thing too, is it's not even necessarily moshing. It's just that there were way too many people in a too small of a space. And it's, I just don't understand how that happens period. But then also how no one who works at the venue or who works for Travis's team or whoever was putting on the show doesn't recognize that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's a lot of negligence, unfortunately. Yeah. And like right now there's class action lawsuits. I think the last update I read was there's over 300 lawsuits that are going to be aggregated into one giant class action. Mm. I did see today, I think um, Travis had to appear in court or something or like his representatives for one of the cases and they're claiming that he had no... I forget what the exact claim was that that there was no negligence on his part that he had not no control over the situation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like which is we, what of course you're going to say in court. Well, yeah, and I'm sure with like all of the contracts on the back end like Travis isn't personally liable yeah, for, for sure. any of it. It's the promoters and the venue and everyone else like the onus and liability is not going to be on the artist. Yeah. And I've just had a whole, I've had a hard time this whole time with placing blame because it's in so many different directions. There's so many people you can blame. Right. You know, like, like I was saying, of course, the venue, the security, the, you know, people putting on the show, but then you also have like even the cameraman who then people, the most insane video to me was the one of the one girl climbing up on the platform in the middle of the, uh, at the back of the crowd climbing up on the platform. I don't know if you saw this screaming at the cameraman. She's like, there are people dead in there. There is someone dead. Like who was at my feet. I saw someone dead in there and the cameraman shoes her away. And then the people in the crowd behind her are like booing her. And she's like, there are people dead. How yeah. do you not like, no one is paying attention to her. The cameraman doesn't care. Shoes her away. Another guy gets up and jumps and he's like, no, she's telling the truth. Like people are dead. And I think maybe he just thought that they were like tripping. They were on drugs or something, but you would think that you would, you know, he had a headset on. Right. Maybe say something to somebody. It's just like there's so many different points of issues. Mm. And then not to mention, like, you know, Travis being on stage, like there's lights in your face. You're in the zone performing. I'm sure he was drinking or on something because that's his, like, persona and that's what he does. Like, he probably, there's a good chance he couldn't see really what was going on or didn't realize or thought someone else was taking care of it or something like there's so many things but also when you encourage that kind of like culture and it's happened at shows of yours before and you I don't know it's just like and to that point too Lauren I feel like there's so many variables like I know one article I read was like from the Houston police chief and they said that 
it's actually worse if you stop a show mm, yeah immediately because people will start rioting mad, and yeah. even worse so who kn- i mean we're probably never gonna know on the back end if they were like hey this is happening but you can't stop because people yeah. are gonna riot even more and we're scared more people are gonna die right so that i think is also a factor but i thought that was interesting because it's just a point I didn't really think about like, right. That's of true. course people are going to get mad. And like, I know he got a bunch of flack for that. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like eventually the show should have been stopped or whatever. But also if he's being told by the police force to continue performing until they know what's going on, like he's probably got to do it. That's true. Cause there was another video that I just remembered about too, where clearly two people who appear to be in charge came on stage during his set. They said something to him and he just kept performing. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, were they telling him to stop? Like, you know, we don't know, but that's a good point too. But then, then you have all these people similarly to the uh, metal show story. You have all these people sharing videos from other concerts of people doing the right thing. Oh, like the Foo Fighters. Like I think Dave Grohl, this was a big viral one. Someone was fighting in a show and he literally cut the show, pointed the guy out, called him out and like made sure security got him and kicked him out. Yeah. And like, I think there was one of Billie Eilish and she was like, is that guy okay? Like, he's not okay. Everyone stop what you're doing. Push that guy, you know, everyone, you know, push him up and like carry him out to the side so they can get him. And there was someone else. It was somebody kind of random where they stopped the show and they were like, is everyone doing okay? And they were like, you know what? It's getting too cramped. Every single person in this room, like take a step back. I don't think it was a room. It might've been like a um, festival or something like outdoors. And everyone took a step back and like created more space. And like, I don't know if that helped necessarily, but it's like at least an effort to be like, is everyone okay? (laughs) Right. It's like very much on the artist performing as well to like do that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It was just, there's too many wild videos that just were so disturbing to me, but I'm curious to see what happens. Like, I just feel bad for everyone involved, but it's like, honestly, if this had happened at one of my shows, one not even, not even that amount of people, but even if one person died at my show because of something like this, like I would change the way that I do things. And after this whole Astroworld thing happened, I started watching his documentary on Netflix yeah, and it's Dude. like, I almost feel like the documentary is haunting because you're like, this so haunting. This probably sh- could have happened sooner. Oh, 100%. Way sooner. Yeah. 100%. And you're here, you're, they're interviewing a bunch of these kids after the, sh- before and after the shows. And after the shows, people are like, yeah, I broke my arm, but it was like worth it. Like uh, they're getting injured in these right. shows and right. he's encouraging it. He's loving it. And it's just, it's nuts. Yeah. And then didn't he get arrested? Travis Scott get arrested for inciting yeah, a riot at it, one of his shows? Yeah, it was, I, th- I think it was actually in Texas. And it was, again, I think a problem with capacity. Yeah. And there's, I mean. He like told people to break in or something? Exactly. And they, they were doing that, I think, at Astroworld as well. Um, like hopping fences and stuff, but. Another thing that I just didn't think about too, and I think this was in the documentary, they didn't have enough personnel like on hand. And like that is a labor shortage problem right now that we're going through. So I'm sure it was severely understaffed. A hundred percent, but don't have a show that big then. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like 
that's again another like red flag like hey you're not equipped to handle this many people like you shouldn't do it no if even day of if you're like we don't have enough staff members to put on this show safely you don't put on the show right period and I mean I've heard rumored stories about some festivals that occurred this past summer didn't have enough personnel I've heard stories where they're running out of water and I'm like that is scary you're permanent fire festival yeah but also it's like very much like a public safety thing because you're running out of water while people are cramped tight together and probably overheating and most likely drinking and most likely doing drugs exactly like Like, you can't not have water and it's just like that's one example i think to the greater whole but yeah it's scary that's super scary i hope that someone is found responsible for all of this because all of these people who have freaking died by going to a concert like their families deserve justice and they deserve justice and it just makes me so angry but I just think it's really interesting there's this I have to say like I totally understand if you're a Travis Scott stan being like I support him maybe he didn't maybe he didn't know what was going on like let's you know see how this all shakes out but there was this one girl I follow on Instagram who posted a story the day of Astroworld with an a, with a um, Travis Scott song. And she was like, whatever, I still love my boo. And I literally unfollowed her. I was like, yeah, you, people died. Yeah. yeah. You're so insensitive. Well, and I think, too, it's like, one, they have to figure it all out for him to even begin to think about coming back. But also, like... I don't know what the right response is to for like the whole culture around Travis Scott. Like for example, Nike, he had two shoes that were going to be released through Nike and Nike said out of respect for the families and everything that's happened, we're pushing these releases. And it's like everything related to Travis Scott, I think is on pause right now as it should be. Yeah. Well, because then also Nike's shoes are going to tank when they're partnering with somebody who's at the helm of a, huge not even scandal like a devastating or scarier lauren they're not gonna tank no i think they would uh, or scarier that they wouldn't yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know like what his future is gonna look like because it's i don't know how you come back from something that horrible and i have to say like he would have to change his entire persona and i don't think he's ever gonna do that yeah i was about to say that's like a full change of like you're set and who you are and telling kids to rage and stuff. But can you imagine being a person buying a ticket to his show at this point after that? No, I absolutely but never. The part that like, also I'm like, what I would just like to know what specifically happened because at his show in Nashville, he actually had a good message. He was like, kids stay healthy, like be good and like do good in the world. And it was like, I think he lives one life over here and then tells people to do something over here. But it was actually like very positive. It wasn't anything where it's like get fucked up and kill each other. It was more like a very like not peaceful because they were raging. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It had a positive message where I was like, oh, that's like actually really nice. But then again, you're having all of this stuff happen. So I'm like, is it hypocritical? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about it. But What's crazy now, too, is so he had a magazine cover shoot with Kylie for W Magazine. And allegedly, they 
already had this planned before Astroworld happened. It was supposed to go to print like later that week after Astroworld happened. And they couldn't pull it fast enough. So they were trying to pull the cover and it ended up, I think, shipping out to um, people who subscribed to the magazine, but it, it didn't ship out to like stores and stuff that you could buy it from. But the album, I mean, sorry, the magazine cover just released like in the last day or so. And I was so scared to see what the headline was, because if you can imagine what the headline might be before that happened, that they were so freaked out to like pull so quick. It's like, what if they were just like killer couple, you know? Right. How horrible would that have been? I mean, it's horrible anyways, but that just is finally like kind of leaked. And then something. So wait, what was the, it was just, it was him and Kylie and stormy. It was just like a family shoot. And they're like, look at these, you know, this beautiful family. It was, you know, kind of about Travis, kind of about Kylie, just about them as like a, a unit. Mm, got it. The pictures were kind of weird, but. Wait, she's pregnant again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's her in yellow. Yes. Okay. Also, she was at Astroworld too. Yeah, she was. So everyone was. was, you know, obviously giving her a really hard time too, because she was in the crowd. So people were like, there. she posted an Instagram story during the show where you could see the, um the lights from one of the emergency vehicles trying to get through the crowd in the background of her Instagram. Yeah, and so cool. you're like, you clearly saw that. So what did you think was going on? But then just to spiral off on a totally different note, all of a sudden Kim Kardashian is dating Pete Davidson <laughs> and everyone has this conspiracy theory that they're trying to just take the attention over here to pull away from this whole scandal of Astroworld. Wait, I didn't know that that was the conspiracy theory. Oh, that yeah. like Kim dating Pete is going to take away from people dying. Yeah. Well, they're, it's not taking away. It's just like people are distracted by that and not thinking about Astroworld anymore. Now Astroworld is old news when it comes to like the oh, sensational, you know, media. But I mean, is that real? I don't know. <laughs> There's, first of all, if it is real, they're not long term they're like having fun for a second i mean no offense to pete davidson but like is pete davidson long term with anyone i don't know i feel like he's probably a good boyfriend so i don't understand why he can't make it work with somebody long term i don't know he had ari yeah no he his girlfriends have been cool beautiful smart funny like they've been like a plus women and so i just don't understand why it's not worked out like he's dated carly aquilino my favorite female comedian who was on girl code (laughs) hilarious on tiktok hilarious on instagram he dated margaret qualley who's now the star of made andy mcdowell's daughter he dated ariana well was engaged to ariana grande he dated the girl from bridgerton he dated who's that actress from serendipity the older kate what's her name Oh, God. Yeah, I remember. Because everyone I keep was like... Kate Bosworth, but that's not it. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Random. I, I remember because everyone was like, wait, are they really dating? Yeah. But like, look at this thread of women. They're all funny. <laughs> They're all cool. Like, how does he do it? But also, like, he seems really nice and like, cool to be around. <laughs> Lauren, are you crushing on Pete Davidson? I think I am. Yeah. Am I okay? Um, no, I mean, I can see that too. I just like... I'm like... He's 
he's a goober. He is. But now the meme that's going around is like, maybe Pete Davidson just texts back. <laughs> and oh, yeah. you know what? Maybe he does. Maybe that's really all it takes. Also, my favorite meme, it's insensitive to coronavirus on this, but was oh new variant out and it's pete <laughs> pete's face on covid because well, he just like keeps like reproducing himself essentially everyone and clinging on to new to women him. yeah exactly yeah. there's a new variant well, every month so this kim kardashian thing all started back on snl that's how it all starts oh that's yeah. like his thing he doesn't even need to like put effort forth because all he has to do is wait for them to come on the show that's true honestly but so they had a sketch where uh, he played Aladdin and she was Jasmine and they kissed in the sketch. And it was like funny at the time. Everyone was like, ha ha, best day of Pete's life. He could never kiss Kim Kardashian. And now they're dating. Now it was a hell of a kiss. Yeah. But everyone kind of, this is, this is like the narrative that I've heard people talking about. So Kim takes everything seriously, right? Like she's very, she's very, like if she, starts a project like she's very serious about it she's going to do all the research she wants to do it perfectly she's a perfectionist she's not going to do it half-assed she's going to go balls to the walls so when she was asked to do snl she was like i have to do all my research i have to talk to all the comics i have to come up with good jokes i have to practice blah 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 so people think that she reached out to pete davidson and was like you know give me some tips let's like work together before the show like <laughs> he gave her a tip do. all right <laughs> Justine <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast yes it is um but so then they're like okay maybe they became friends but then after the kiss she was like wait a second this is cute and they just hit it off from there and <laughs> it's just hard for me to picture no me well, too trust me especially when I see it I'm like wow yeah but I think also oh the other funny joke is like Kim Kardashian saw Courtney dating Travis and was like, well, I want one <laughs> and got Pete. They're a random couple, but I could see them having fun together. So good for them. Yeah. But also if it's a, if it's the conspiracy theory and it's all for show, then I hate them both, but I don't think it is. I hope not. Yeah. So Spotify's out here doing some stuff. They're making some moves. As always. Yeah. No, I feel like that's the best thing. Not that we're sponsored by Spotify or anything, but like, they update their stuff. They really do. And like there's always But you can also listen to the music buzz on Spotify if you're not right now. <laughs> Check it out. As you should. But like they update stuff. Like they're integrating new things. For example, now there's lyrics. Thank God. Yeah, which I actually am super obsessed with. It's such a small and not that like wild of a feature. Like several other platforms have that well. I mean, you can obviously like find the lyrics and for a while, Spotify has had, um, an integration with genius, mm -hmm. which for some songs, not all, and not even that many necessarily would show some lyrics. Right. But now you can see for almost all songs, the full lyrics, but what's super cool about it is you can, in the same way that you can share a photo, I mean, share a song or album or playlist to your Instagram story you can now select a portion of the lyrics from that lyric window and share that to your story. See, and that's what like, I was reading this article the other day about why people love Spotify wrapped. And it's because the app makes it so easy to share. It like does. you don't have to download anything. It's just like, do you want to share this? So yeah. they get like, I think the interaction with it 
was like across the board 90 million people interacted with Spotify wrapped. That's a lot. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but they're really great at that. And I also, I love the lyric portion. Like you were saying, I was actually listening to don't judge me. Dave Matthews band the other day, like getting hardcore into the catalog. And I was like, Dave kind of mumbles here. What's he saying? Yeah. And I like looked because it was easy on my phone. Um, I didn't have to like stop and put it down and all that stuff, but I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And I used it. I also like love storyline too, which isn't new, but like I learn a lot of stuff about like the song or the album that I didn't know. And I'm like, this is cool. It's like pop-up video Mm -hmm. was. Yeah. And I think that's part of the genius integration. I'm pretty sure because it's in that same little box where they used to show like some lyrics, basically they would have, it looked like Instagram stories Mm -hmm. sort of. And so you could like tap through or it would just go through as the song goes through, through each story. And like some of the stories would have a fun fact about the song or a direct quote from the artist about what, the song means or right. a lyric and that's really cool too in other spotify news when adele's album came out she allegedly put in a request to spotify to change the default function on albums which used to be shuffle so whenever you would open an album on spotify the big green play button in the top right corner if you were just to click that play button it would automatically shuffle and she, in order to release her album on Spotify, supposedly made a deal with them that they would s- change that setting. And they did it. Which is powerful. That's power. That's how you know you've got like one of the biggest albums of the year that yeah. hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I didn't know that because I, initially I thought it was like the shuffle button and the play button. And I was like, well, this is silly because you can just go in, play the first song and then shuffle that but now it's like an active decision on the listener's part to listen to it as a shuffle instead of just play exactly because a lot of times I feel like your instinct when you're going into an album is just to click the big green play button yeah and for like before what you would have to do is just basically click on the first song of the album and then it would play you know it automatically cues the rest of the album in order but most people don't do that they would just hit play and Basically, she's trying to bring back attention to the ordering of the album as a full piece of art. There's a reason why this song comes before this one and this one is after this one. And she was like, you know, people are listening to albums top to bottom again. Like we're trying to bring that art form back. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, I admire it. I Part of me also disagrees with it because like when you buy a CD or when you did buy a CD. It was like you went and listened to the singles. Usually people shuffled around to the songs they knew and then would maybe go through all the way. I get it. Like you're supposed to, it's like a record, vinyl record where you listen to it all the way. But still, I'm like, yeah. Okay, Adele. But there is an art to it because a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people really take a lot of time figuring out the order of the album for it to tell a story top to bottom. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree with it and understand it. I just I don't know that you're going to change consumer behavior. But No, but then you still have the option to do that. You right. can still go click on, you know, the one song you know when you're first listening to the album, but it's not like your first for people who are just going to start the album. Right. Their first the go first through. Default, yeah. Um 
Okay, on an Adele note, real quick, I was in Walmart today. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I know, I did see the creatures in Walmart. and <laughs> But I always go by the music aisle, saw the Adele vinyl, and in tiny letters at the bottom, it says, for April. Who is April? I thought her son's name was Angelo, and that's who it I... Is. And I think she said in... In interviews, that's kind of like who this album is for. It's like for herself and her son. And who's April? Okay, I just Googled Adele April friend because that's what popped up. And the first link is reddit.com. Who is April? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I clearly didn't get that far. Okay, so the main post says on the back of the 30 CD booklet, it says for April X. And someone said April McDaniel, friend who got her through some ish. I post a photo, but Reddit doesn't allow that. Just Google April McDaniel. So allegedly it's her friend who she dedicated it to. Maybe because obviously Angelo, you know, is who she like really made the album for overall. But like the person who actually would relate to it maybe is this April gal. I don't know. I did see your Instagram story though and I was curious. We've never... And now I'm going to have to go down a hole because I still don't know who April is. Yeah, we're going to have to Google April McDaniel. We will report back. All right. Well, (laughs) TBD. TBD, folks. Okay, friends. I know you missed this segment. We're talking about our personal currents, what we are reading, watching, and listening to. Justine, what is the content you're consuming these days? All right. Well, guys, I'm... (laughs) still reading <laughs> president obama's book really it's it, long yeah it's like a 800 pager so we're on the back half i'm proud of you um i feel very confident about it it is really good still reading like a textbook so i get like one or two pages a day in um what i'm watching is i'm always watching bravo mm-hmm. but succession has started and it is wonderful and i love it on HBO Max. Um, it took a bit of like a, um, a dull kind of lull, if you will. Yeah. And now we're back. Uh, do you watch it? I do. I am not sure if I ever finished season two. Mm. So I tried mm. to start back at season one to catch all the way up and like continue on. And I, I dropped off again. Oh, all right. Well, you got to come back on. It's yeah. good. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, and then what I've been listening to, I discovered a new artist the other day, which I told you about. In a coffee shop, I don't know if I'm saying their name correctly, Orion, Orion Sun, and they have the song called Concrete, which was playing in the coffee shop. I shazammed it. Uh. It is fire and also caffeine for dinner, coffee for Story dinner, whatever. Yeah. Love it. Such a vibe. Um, we love a coffee shop shazam moment. Yeah. I hadn't had one in years, it felt like, and it just, it brought me back to my youth. It feels good when you do that, right? No, it it actually does. Especially Uh, when it's a band you've never heard of. You're like, hell yeah, I'm about to dig in. Oh yeah. And then obviously I shared it on social media because I was like, oh, I know this sick band. Because you're an influencer? Yeah. Um, So that's it. sick band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Lauren, hit me. Reading, watching, listening. Okay. Well, I am reading two books currently. I am Ooh, <laughs> watch out. We got a bookworm. Not trying to brag. One is for youths and one is about reality TV. So I am currently reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. 
Oh, wait, hang on. That's number four. Number four. Yeah. That's that's my fave. Is it? Yeah, I love okay. number four. That gives me fire to keep going on. I'm kind of bored so far. I'm not going to lie. What? Yeah, I'm not that no. far into it. No, yeah. no, no. I literally am just now at the part where they're getting on the train to Hogwarts. No, man. And everyone keeps saying, I've seen the movies, but it's been such a long time, but everyone keeps like ominously being like, well, you'll find out what's happening this year. So... That's where we're at. I feel like I'll be excited when they're at Hogwarts and I know what's happening. Um, Okay. I'm also reading a book called Not All Diamonds and Rosé, The Inside Story of the Real Housewives by Dave Quinn. Whoa. Dude. I need to read this. You really do. It's honestly so good. So basically it starts out, it's interviews with the producers of the show and a bunch of different housewives giving their takes on how they got cast on the show, different huge moments in the show and how they came about. It's so good. And so it starts out like it goes in order of how the franchise has started. So I've already read all the Orange County chapters. Incredible, iconic, so good. There's like, you get interviews with Vicki Gunvalson and Tamara Judge and they're all like intermixed with each other. And sometimes they're like responding to The Last Housewives little blurb. So they're all salty and you get some background information on different things that happened in the show that you're like, oh, that's what happened. I love that. It's so good. I love it. Loving that so far. I'm now almost done with New York chapter. So good. Oh my God. Okay. You're going to have to let me know and then let me borrow it. No, I will. I borrowed it from the library, but. Wow. You really are a hundred. I'm a library hoe. (laughs) (laughs) And then what I'm currently watching is. The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. Have you seen it? So I've seen like the cover kind of like yeah. whatever thing as I'm scrolling through HBO Max. It's so good. I'm pretty sure it's a Mindy Kaling show, if I'm not mistaken. And one of the um, stars of the show is Timothy Chalamet's sister. Weird. Which is crazy. Okay. But it's so funny. It's very, it's like a little scandalous, but it's mostly just like hilarious. You love, it's like four main college gals who live in one dorm and like they're all so different but so funny highly recommend the first season is not even over yet they're releasing kind of a couple episodes at a time but it just got renewed for a second season which is very exciting love that love love it it, girly also the music in the show so good really hbo max is like good with their music supervision i feel dude they've been killing it on the shows too lately yeah we're back yeah um and then i'm currently listening to a song called cowboys go by parker gray a cutie country artist from canada she has the most velvety gorgeous voice 10 out of 10 recommend listening to and then i also am listening to a new podcast called secret keepers club with host carly aquilino who as i was saying earlier is one of my favorite people to follow on instagram previous girlfriend of pete davidson she's so funny and literally she just talks it's she hosts it by herself and somehow you're entertained by her just talking about different pop culture things but then she also has people email into her and ask her for advice and she gives really funny and good advice so i love that i gotta check it out yeah all right friends well thanks for tuning in once again if you like this podcast share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts Stay buzzed. Stay cool.
stay warm, really. Ooh.